Chris Black. Happy Super Bowl Sunday to you, sir. Breakfast with TJ. Um, couldn't be happier. Um, TJ becomes eclectic. <laughs> this is uh, TJ becomes eclectic. Um, what's the guy's name? Uh, Jason Bentley. I'm Jason Bentley. I'm Jason this is Bentley. TJ become- this is uh, Silver Sun Pickups. Um, oh, the, the, New one from the Cold War kids at the top of the hour. <laughs> <air. laughs> uh, man, oh man, I'm just in a deep discussion now about how uncool the Foo Fighters are. Um, so hopefully we can just continue that here on, on How Long Gone. Yeah, they have a hot new album out that apparently is, <laughs> is meant for partying and dancing. Is that what I read? I haven't listened to it yet. It's just they there's you know like a 10,000 word story in the in the New York Times today about them and I just nothing is less compelling to me than Dave Grohl who who like he like makes music for dads to rock out to in there <laughs> and I I just don't like it's not good and it hasn't changed in 20 years that's the other thing like what's the story like besides him doing drum battles with the little girl on Instagram like what <laughs> It's just everything about it is so bad. I don't understand the, the 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 appeal. Unfortunately, when the very very first album came out, I did kind of like it, and it was like a guilty pleasure listen for my friends and I. But well, they have some. Sl- I mean, they have some slaps. I mean, let's not get it twisted. Like Everlong or what? I mean, you know, they mm-hmm. have songs that are like hits. No, no, absolutely no question. But they haven't had one of those in at least ten years, maybe more. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, anything post Everlong, I haven't really checked for whatsoever and a lot of it was quite bad but nowadays they they make i think i heard a song in a ford truck commercial mm-hmm. or something like that maybe gmc it's it is bad and <laughs> american made american made is the bottom line god damn it mm-hmm. but they you know they have so much money that they don't need to be doing that stuff anymore but i guess they need the attention don't they well, we all, you know, why do we podcast, Jason? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, the, it's I understand, but I, I do think the, 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 um, they're just, they're, I don't know. I just can't believe I'm still reading about them. Uh, and, and it's also just, you know, it's a testament to the fact that, like, man, it's really tough to stay cool. Like Dave Grohl was legitimately on the front lines of coolness. <laughs> you, you, you know, like he, he, like really was at one point. Like he was, he was the drummer in the coolest band in the world, and now he's just turned into like a shitty fucking dick rocker with kids it's like there's nothing you can there's nothing you can do but every every band like that has always had an uncool member though there's always got to be a ringo star yeah but he's the leader that's the difference usually the leader is the one that tries to stay cool you can try to parade as the leader but you're always going to be the drummer you know even though he's not playing drums in his own band it just ain't working. You know, it's like if Lars Ulrich from Metallica, the by far the least cool member of Metallica, who, you know, nobody in Metallica is cool nowadays, but at the time they were, you know, they were cool in 1991. Very true, very true. But Lars was always the dorky drummer. Ringo was always the, the shit drummer. There's always got to be someone. No, you're right. And I mean, it just... But they should not be... And those are always the people who continue the legacy on after the cool people die or something, you know? Yeah, because the cool people die because they're cool. I mean, that's what it comes down to. That's right. Um, but it just reminds me also of my one of my least favorite bands of all time, Queens of the Stone Edge. <laughs> oh, come on. Dude, That that is the, there's nothing like Josh Homie just really – I just don't – don't, go, don't come for big homie like that. His whole steez, his whole shit, I'm just like, nah, nah, man. 
Like, I I just don't fuck with it. I don't, I don't, I just, that genre of music, I just don't really understand exactly who it's for, but obviously I'm wrong because they're, they're, they're literally playing stadiums probably, you know, Mm, you know, that one Queens of the Stone Age record. Yeah. Also featuring Dave Grohl on drums. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's all a problem. They're all interconnected. Yeah. Songs for the deaf. That's what the record was. It has the pitchfork on it. Yeah. No one knows. You want to talk about a tune, bro? Well, he is though. I mean, it is cool because he is six foot four, so I'll give him a pass there. Yeah. So yeah, fuck all these people—the real, only, true musicians who have stood the test of time. Apparently, is Britney Spears. That's about it. <laughs> I mean, I I did not. Um, I'm just I'm just not interested in watching anything on television. I, I just don't. I it's 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 always been that way, or it's it's been that way for a while, but like. Lately, it's just really taken over. I just do not care. So it's just ridiculousness then? Uh, it's just West Wing or even nothing. Like, I, I would just rather read and fall asleep or rather, I, I'd just rather fall asleep at eight o'clock. Like, I, I just don't, like, a Britney Spears documentary, like, the Free Britney thing has been written about, like, literally to death in the last three years. That's like, because it's, it's, we it's, don't have any justice for Britney yet, Chris. Come on. I, I understand, and I want justice for Britney. My point is that there's nothing new. Like, I could watch this free Britney documentary that came out that everybody's talking about, but I've mm-hmm. already, the story has very clearly been told 10 times in 10 reputable publications. Mm-hmm. So, a documentary is, I guess, just for dumb dumbs who can't read. No offense. Well, it is a little, it is for dumb dumbs who can't read, but it's also for people who need to have, you know, entertaining, compelling version of storytelling versus a clinical newspaper article or a magazine piece on it. Documentaries are going to, you know, are going to, if they keep getting better and people are more and more interested in them, they're going to be an integral part of, of changing the world, I think. But I'm seeing, wow, god damn, are you in the pockets of big documentary? Um, but but the, it's true. The, I mean, because people, <laughs> you know, our attention spans like nobody's going to read these articles about this important shit. But if you package it as a super titillating, exciting documentary, then let's go. Britney Spears' mental state, I wouldn't classify as quote important shit unquote. But I, I know what you mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. Well, but it's I important that, to some people, Chris, and it's clear that Britney did not change your life, and she did not become a hero for the struggles that you've experienced in your life she didn't she didn't become an outlet uh for hope because you you didn't need that but i i'm hearing also that i'm also hearing the documentary though is got it's pretty low budget like who they're talking to no offense to to friend of the show john carmonica (laughs) no but i'm saying like aren't they talking to like like just kind of like fans and like bloggers and shit they are but at the end of the documentary, there is a little text disclaimer, you know, like almost every documentary of like, you know, we, we reached out to XXX for comment and they, they chose not to speak on it type of thing. And there was a, there was a laundry list of names that, it, that they tried to speak to that nobody wanted to comment on. So I guess they got the best. They were given the best of you. Of course, no one wants to, co- of course, no one else wants to comment on it. But I mean, yeah, I mean, there was a episode of Popcast, the John Carmonica's New York Times podcast for in November of, of mm-hmm. 2020. That, it's just like, I don't, I, like, I can do that. That's fine. How long is this documentary? Two hours? You know, it's like an hour and a half or so. Standard. What channel? What what channel is it on? Which which streaming service paid too much for this? It is a New York Times official documentary through okay. the failing Hulu network. That's right. Okay. 
So it's, it's, I think they did a deal with Hulu where they're like, all right, we're going to give you, you know, five million dollars. Give us five documentaries. You guys, pick it's the smart. Subjects. I mean, that's that's that, I think that's really smart because then it's like a trusted source. It's it's not. I mean, and also, like I said, this story's. I mean, John's already done all the work, so it's like let's just package it together and shoot it. Is is a smart move, entertainment wise. I did learn a lot about the Free Britney movement and about how so many people who. You know, never had a role model, never had somebody to look up to. People who, you know, of, from all parts of the world, you used Britney as, you know, a sign of hope and freedom and uh, expression of one's self. And that was nice to see. So I understand why they're so emotionally invested in the Free Britney movement. And after after we watched it, we my life partner pulled up the Instagram and she was like, bro. Yeah, it's it's, no it's pretty wild. It's like no, it's no. like it's it's like I, I was I was look I was off the edible. Of course, it was a one for one CBD THC blend. So, not only did I have a mental high, but I also had a nice body high. <laughs> but I was watching I it. Thought, and I was I, like, I, sorry, go ahead. No, no, please, please, no, no, no. I would hate to interrupt you. But the gummy was hitting, and I was like, you know, she she is like a she's an experiment of what happens when you 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 domesticate a human as if you would a pet and it kind of goes too far of like all right she is an example of what happens when you you know when you control someone a human being's life so much to the point where it falls apart at the seams she refuses to work she shaves her head and tries to make herself look as unmarketable and unsellable as possible because she would rather. That's that's why I shaved my head too. <laughs> she would, it has nothing to do with your impending hairline. Uh, <laughs> no, my no, my my managers were trying to control me, and I was like, you know what, fuck you guys. I'm going to take off my glasses and shave my head. And no one will know who I am anymore. <laughs> but you know, she did all of that to try and get out of it, and it still didn't work. And it was just like, you know, she's a, she's a true slave, a domesticated human being, and other people control her everything. And she is just like a, a human body that no longer has a soul. And she is just. I mean, I do think that, I think the dad is the devil for sure. Um, but yeah, again, yeah. that's not new. My point is, that's not new information at all. That's been talked about for 10 years. Hey, man, this, that's every documentary ever made. But what is every the goal? What is the, what made. is the, so what is the goal of the hashtag free Britney movement then? Like what is the result they the want? Goal every is, every movement every movement needs a goal. Okay, I'm glad. It's a great question and I'm happy to answer it. So in 2008 when Britney went off the deep end when she was photographed shaving her head and then bashing a, a paparazzi's car with an umbrella and going off and screaming then she was put in uh, on a 5150 yep. in the hospital held against her will and then her dad came in who was kind of estranged, was never really a part of her life, never really did anything, Yes, saw this moment of vulnerability that she had, and then went in and had the paperwork signed to have him be you know, the sole the conservator. Com- the conservator to not only her financial situation, but also her just day-to-day life. Like he can control what yeah. medication she's on. He can make business decisions. He can, you know, sign, you know, life-altering documents and all those sure. things on her behalf. Which is actually, you know, this this is interesting. This inter- introduces a great idea. I think I should be your conservator. I mean, you kind of are now. You're my unofficial <laughs> conservator. And, until something until something happens, until you make a, a false move, you know, you've got you've got my life in your hands right now. Don't worry. Good to know. So I, I so you're Brittany and I'm um, Papa. Yeah, you're Papa Spears. You say you say dance and I say 
how long and then you say i'll tell you when i'll tell you when you can stop dancing bitch and then i'm, I'm i just start I'm tapping away a, tap tap tapping I'm, away <laughs> i'm bringing a i'm bringing a snake to the tennis court today so we, we can <laughs> recreate the i'm a slave for you video uh yeah so the a, little, so a nice the, little sweat going the goal yeah, i do like that wet look the goal is to have him removed from the conservatorship my question to you is though my question to you is though do you think she needs somebody in control? Like, obviously, the dad is taking it too far, but is she in a place where she actually needs this help? And it, it would be, it would be, it would hurt her to not have anyone in this position. I mean, that's a question that I was thinking as well. And the the argument that they're saying is, if Brittany is of sound mind enough to say, "Hey, I don't want my dad controlling my life anymore. I don't trust him, and I think I'm smart enough and strong enough to make my own financial decisions." They're saying if she has, you know, she's able to do that, then that is like pretty good evidence that she can be, you know, given back the reins to her life. But the other problem is she seems like she's so hopped up on drugs. God knows what, you know, she's on prescription meds because she looks catatonic, you know. Since we're both, you know, pretty well versed in drugs, what Mm -hmm. do you think Brit Bread's gone off? Well, I think she's on a twisted cocktail. I think it's not just one thing. I think she's on like 17 different drugs, and some of them are ones that we've never heard of. Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that she, when she does her videos, like if you go on her Instagram and she'll do, she was doing this video. Hey, like she'll just walk into frame in a bikini and walk back and forth and be like, here's me in a bikini. And then that's it. And then she'll be doing what? That's, video. Isn't that what all girls do on Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's. But she's not. She's not doing. No, she she's, seems lobotomized. No, she seems yeah, yeah. like. There's you know, another it definitely video where she's like, twisted. "Hey guys, Brittany here. I'm going to give you my top ten things you should always remember to bring to the beach: a towel, a book, a dog, um, sun <laughs> sunscreen. Okay, thanks. Have a good day. Like that's like a literal video that she just put out, like in within the last whatever six months. And it feels like not. It feels like she's definitely not making these videos. I don't think her dad is making these videos. It feels like a crazy aunt or something. You know, someone involved in her life was given the reins of like, all right, you're going to be her social media manager, and it's just some yeah, like 47 yeah, yeah. year old wine mom aunt lady who you know makes Facebook videos for her, you know, her kitten or something like that. She's now in charge directing of it. the direct, owning them all. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. She's I mean, doing like, the creative direction, the the filming, the whole thing. And we should hook Brittany up. Do you think if Brittany's looking for creative director, I think we know a few that would be willing. We know to a step lot of in. creative directors, and that's a big account to secure if you can get it. And I don't know, that is a, <laughs> but the, uh, can you the overhaul? The overhaul that would be required, the strategy sessions involved would be. I mean, that's that's the six figures alone just to ideate. But I think she's clearly on drugs until she is clean off of off of whatever medication she's on. You know, she looks speeded out for sure. Well, she needs she probably needs some of the medications, but I'm sure some of them are more for fun. Uh, I don't know. I think that she, I think that's. I mean, if you if a you handler be, if, gives if, her gives her no, like, if a doctor prescribes you you know antidepressants, you need them. You know what I mean? It's it's like if that I I don't, I don't think that like mm-hmm, she's, but those, I think those, the, those, the, the issue is she's not going she's not going to Google and she's and not typing even seeing. in yeah 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 like the dad hires a psychologist and it was like all right 
what drugs do I need to give this girl so that she's a you know a lobotomized person that I can control? Good point. And that doctor gets you know gets a fat check every year for for doing this. And some lady hand you know just like in the Queen's Gambit, she just every morning like nope, here's nope, your nope, here's, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> here's your nope, um, nope, nope. Here's your plate of Oreo cookies and tea for your breakfast, and then don't forget to eat all your pills, and then you swallow it, and then you check under the tongue to make sure she ate it all, and then, you know, 45 minutes later, she's doing cartwheels on TikTok. Sounds like you've been... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what what do you mean? Who's checking to make sure you took your pills? That was a little too detailed, Jason. That's a a common scene in a movie, Chris. Come on. Come on. Also, what know. idiot wouldn't want to take their pills? That's the coolest part of the day. <laughs> I mean, everybody does well, that. Well, maybe she does need to take a, a page out of the Queen's Gambit's book. You know, she needs to learn how to stockpile those pills and use them to her advantage. She needs to learn that, all right, if the purple one, if I save up a week full of purples and eat them all together, then I'm going to be able to <laughs> do some wild shit. I'm going to be able to write another uh, another every time or hit me baby one more time <laughs> i will i will finally see god she'll be able to get uh, sick with the pen again where, where does where does does britney live in balabasas or like malibu or something i don't know i think she probably lives somewhere in la yeah somewhere just deep in some crazy hidden mansion you know i'm not gonna watch it but i'm glad you gave me the rundown um yeah of but course. i did i did watch something last night i stayed up a little late past my bedtime tj oh Okay, okay, I'm listening. Well, yesterday, first of all, I had a two-hour uh, training session with Coach Jake Davis on the on the Riverside courts, so I'm feeling pretty primed for our... You had a tennis our, training session? I had oh, a two-hour no. tennis training session, followed by a delicious, I mean, homemade pizza, where Jake also recreated the classic Il Buco kale salad for me. So I'm feeling... Oh, wow. Energized. The, the buffalo mozzarella was hitting. I felt crazy, but I did two workouts yesterday, and I earned the damn pizza, J- Jason. Yeah, t- yesterday was a, a fat cheat day for me as well. We know. Sweetie. If you watch my Instagram stories, but you know, yeah, you but to- you did. You, but the difference is, you didn't exercise. I'm gonna guess. It was a rest day for me. Yeah, sure. My hip flexor has been giving me a little trouble. It's been a little. Tight. We can do a little stretching before, but anyway. So, I, so I did that. Um, you know, which was which was great. And then I came home, and you know, I, I luckily thank God for the for the West Coast East Coast time difference. I was able to catch Phoebe Bridgers uh, on SNL on mm-hmm. on. I, I was refreshing the um, the the SNL YouTube page for the for the videos because I couldn't find. Like a fiend, like a fiend, waiting for his 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 plug to come through. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a lot of controversy around her performance, Jason. Um, is that the controversy involving her smashing her guitar on the monitor? Yeah, w- which is like okay. I don't really understand. I I did see a short video of her doing the smash. I don't really understand what the controversy. I guess maybe because the guitar didn't break as much as people wanted it to. What is what is the controversy? Like, what are people saying? Like, she didn't I break th- it good enough. Yeah, basically, like she didn't break it good enough. Well, you know, they got a point. Yeah, I mean, but who knows how heavy the guitar is? Phoebe's probably you know five four. Um, well, the problem is that gu- she was she was breaking a, an electric guitar is what it looked like, right? Yeah, which you're right. It's not a hollow body is what you're right. saying. So it's not a hollow body acoustic guitar that you can just, you know, it's much easier to smash that. I mean, even even you or I, two buff guys, would have a hard time really smashing, a, you know, a hard, solid piece of wood guitar. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people smash guitars on stage over the years, and... You never really get that big explosion 
that you're hoping for when you smash an acoustic guitar. You know, I'm more into, as far as musical equipment destruction goes, I like when somebody tosses the guitar into the drum set. Exactly. That's one of my one of my more favorites because it, it, it causes so much commotion mm-hmm. that no one's fo- no one's focused on what's broken. <laughs> yeah. Um, which which seems. Which seems like a smart move as far as like for raising hell goes, you know. Mm, and a good callback to us talking shit on Dave Grohl, the ultimate, you know, since Dave was the drummer for Nirvana, a wonderful band, and Kurt was known for often smashing his guitar, destroying his whole entire stage setup. He would always throw his guitar through through the drum. Yes, he would always do a like full head cannonball onto the drum kit all the wires and cables Do you think that's because he 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 was trying to tell us that he hated dave Grohl? that's kind of where that's kind of where my narrative line is going he was saying like hey yeah. well you know also if if dave you're in a band nirvana you've got two cool guys you've got you've got nova Selic on on bass the the ultimate chill tall i don't, man. I don't know he if an, he's he was cool, an idol dude. for me as a youngster i don't know if, i don't know if he's cool i think he's like a libertarian now so i don't know how well, cool i'm not i'm is. not talking about now nobody in nirvana is cool now except for kurt you know what was what's the famous what's the famous nirvana show i think it was the mtv awards where he throws the yes throws the guitar in the air and it breaks his nose that shit is hot fire yeah that's what i'm saying he did cool stuff like that he did real real destructive stuff which doesn't really happen too much anymore but yeah he threw his bass into the air like 20 feet a 15 pound solid chunk of wood p bass into the air and then the cord went like boing and it came <laughs> straight down smashing him on the head boing is also the sound uh, also the sound tj makes when britney comes on tiktok in a bikini so i'm glad i'm glad that, I'm glad that <laughs> to really bring it full circle but i do think that phoebe i think that a little destruction on late night tv even if it's an attempt more than a success is is to be celebrated really happy to see it it was it did remind me of the 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 best destructive snl performance was when the band fear it was fear. Um, yeah, when when fear was partying with Belushi and he somehow got them on. It, it's so insane that fear played that fear played SNL. Yeah, it was it was, it was late eighties at the height of like New York City eighties punk Belushi partying with those guys doing coke. But they 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 smashed that stage and that was legendary. And that's you know you should look up that YouTube video if you if you haven't seen it. That's a classic. Um, but I think you know hopefully Phoebe was was trying to pay homage to that or just to be like you know if you're going to be on SNL you know you want to do something legendary you want to do something punk you want. Well, I think also she was looking you know beautiful like you know wearing. A, an outfit mm-hmm. full makeup and hair hair done so the juxtaposition of her <sighs> looking looking like that and then destroying something is is i mean you know it's mm-hmm. it, it's it's really oh yeah the <laughs> phrase the velvet hammer comes to mind when i hear that exactly you know jason I mean? exactly but but uh the, the she sounded great and i think that the um i think she was a little nervous probably on the first song you kind of tell and then and then loosens up first song jitters but i was thinking about this i guess like that's probably the first audience she's actually played to in like a year like a real audience people yeah because she's done a bunch of shows and a bunch of like late night stuff but that's all you know she's played at red rocks but it's empty Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you you know what i mean like all that bands and town shit is like empty all the stuff for you know seth myers and jimmy fallon blah 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 that's all there's no there's no crowd and also imagine the nerves when your audience are first responders too you know what i mean you want to do you want to do such a good job to make them proud. 
I don't know if they're actually first responders. That, well, that, I know that when when SNL c- first came back, the the studio audience was only made up of oh, I didn't know that of essential workers. Those like every every place was doing that though. Like the only audience members allowed for things were were frontline essential workers because a they were they needed a gift they needed to let the steam out and b i guess i don't know they already have COVID anyway yeah last night in silver like at 8 p.m people were still banging pans and honking horns and i was like is Wait, this no way really yes i was like what are these pathetic losers doing and then jake told me jake told me that or maybe pathetic adrian told losers. adrian adrian was like yeah if you go on the next door app in silver lake there's nurses on the app that are like can you please stop doing this <laughs> <laughs> like this is this is annoying i have a child that's trying to sleep like we we're good it's it's been a fucking year can you please stop I couldn't believe it. I thought something had happened. Like, I forgot that was even a thing. Yeah, it's been so long that I had to think back for a second to remember that why they were even doing it in the first place. I guess it started with the NHS in London, right? Right, bro. And that that reminds me of throwback How Long Gone episodes when we were doing our first ones and we would have people on from London and they would talk about it and we would be like, whoa, like it's a whole thing. And then we like, whoa, they started doing it in Silver As As Americans, we love meaningless virtue signaling and we'll continue to do that every chance we get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, luckily over here in Glendale, my pans are too good to bang. Yeah, the all clad ain't getting ain't getting a wooden spoon on it, sweetie. I'll tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got another thing coming. You think I'm going to scratch my shit up, fam? <laughs> my shit look crispy, and I ain't talking about the dishes. I intend um, to keep it that way. What else? Uh, you we were talking. We had a deep combo last night about courage bagels, which I know you're very familiar with, since you you had the the, the founder of courage bagels on deep. your old podcast. That's right. But but yo, this so this shit is. This shit is really cracking, huh? There's like a line and you can't buy Lucy's. Did you know that? I did not know that. I was actually just just DMing with Courage a couple days ago, just saying like, yeah, you know, congrats on all the success. I haven't even had a chance to I think we to try your bagel. I literally have never like I've had I had her on the podcast seems like ten years ago now before you know she even had a, a storefront or anything like that years and years ago and i was like I, i've actually never had a bagel from you ever in the history of of time and she's like well that's crazy I'm like, yeah i'm just i'm not gonna wait in line we need to we need to go we, we, we need to go this week and try it because basically the the setup is really interesting from what i was explained you can't buy a lucy mm-hmm. and they basically have like sandwiches you can pay 15 bucks for so they're just printing fucking money I want to try it. I, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, bagels are so good, and I haven't had one in probably a year, maybe more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I need to, and I don't understand exactly what style it is. I think it's Montreal style. Oh well, that doesn't. That but is, but you know that doesn't help you out anyway either. That doesn't excite me that much. I prefer a New York style bagel, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But we need to go. I want to we'll try, try it. it. Merch we'll is, try it. Merch, merch is looking pretty good, and and speaking of bagels, um, you did secure the everything bagel ice cream from Jenny's Splendid. I sure did. Yeah, I had some intel from a friend of mine last week. Shoutouts to Frank. He's a real ice cream nut, and and he secured the pint last week. And I was like, "Bro, you know what's the deal?" And he's like, "Yeah, don't uh, don't even try to go get it because I just bought the last pint in Los Angeles city limits. <laughs> you can't get these, bro." And I was like, "Okay, go off, go off." And, and he's like, "Well, don't worry. There's another drop happening on uh, February sixth, which was yesterday." So that so that line that line I saw at the Bape store that wrapped all the way down Melrose that wasn't for the that was for something else. It was weird, man. Like I well, he he said that he had to drive all the way to Calabasas to cop the last pint in L.A. So 
I just happened to be in that area yesterday because we we actually went up to a remote location near Oxnard farm country to check out a potential rescue dog. Oh my god! You're the most that, you're the most domesticated bitch I've ever podcasted with. But anyway, continue. <laughs> Um, you know, more if I go to Calabasas, later. if I go to Calabasas, there's t- there's only one thing I'm doing, and that's building with a celebrity. But I mean, I'm I'm impressed <laughs> well, that you. you know, well, Calabasas is on the way to where we were going, so on, to the Nard, to the Nard. So on the way home, she, you know, she was like, "Yo, let's go, like, let's go to like Malibu and get some seafood." There's like this seafood place that everyone's loving and going to and i'm like you know i don't i don't really feel like having you know spending 118 dollars on appetizers right now especially when i got the fish king in my back pocket at all times so we agreed cheap 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 tj budget tj coming through as usual yeah i talked her out of it thank god with my master <laughs> manipulation i said oh crab legs i don't know you know, you know. I'm, I I tried to pitch the sustain, sustainability angle. You know, that's just I like an Instagram. That. Always, that's all for show. The way the way to win any argument in 2021 is sustainability. Oh yeah, we're we're just trying to cut back on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, works I, every I, time. Um. So I so I was like, you know what? Will relationships are all about compromise? Why don't we go check out the Erewhon in Calabasas? We'll go. We'll hit the hot bar. See how the other half live. And she was pleased as punch to hear that idea. So we pulled it's a, up. It's a great idea. Even though you claim to hate the hot bar and also consider that to be a ripoff, it's less of a ripoff than a seafood tower in Malibu. <laughs> Any day. I see. I will gladly. you Whatever you want. You want the $85 jug of water? Let's go. You want fucking. Okay. Yeah, you want I do some want sprouted that. You know seafood. I want that. <laughs> you want a, a, a $34 pouch of sprouted almonds? Let, let's fucking go. That was my first time going to the Erewhon in Calabasas. Have you been? I've never been there. No, what's the vibes? The vibe, it was it was lackluster. I mean, it was it was fine. It was just like any other Erewhon, but I got to say... Better, the, better, better or worse than Silver Lake? Uh, I'm going to go with worse. Silver Lake's pretty bad. We're Beverly only. We're original location only. Yeah, well, so... The pros for this were it was much more chill and empty. Like the when you go to the Beverly one, it's a fucking shit show, you know. Like, yeah, that, I that, want that's that. kind of a. Pain I want to see and be. I want to be seen and see. Right, right, right. Part of going to to Balthazar yeah. is, is waiting out front with yeah. a bunch of other cool people, notables. So Notab- it was notables, <laughs> potent potables. <laughs> So, so there it was. It was lacking in a crowd, for better or for worse. Yeah. So you're able to just go in, get your groceries, and you know you didn't have to wait in like a weird huddled yes. zone, yes. like a holding zone with 34 TikTokers breathing on you and shit. So that part was good. But what, the downside is, you know, when you have less people, you also have less hotties. So, you know, in Calabasas, there's no there's no people who who I would look at and be like, I'm glad I came here to check out these like hot, interesting people. It's just like rich ass producers in their 60s and then their chill husbands and wives that's that's pretty yeah, much all yeah, it is yeah. and then and then their kids there's no like people our age you're either old or you're young in calabasas because you you know the only people that live there are just like drake retired movie executives who want to pretend that they're cowboys <laughs> and then they're you know their kids that hate them i mean that's a different crowd but i respect it so how did it go overall 
it overall it went well i was able i, I was like if i'm gonna do this if i'm gonna eat you know, a dumbass Erewhon hot bar. I'm I'm gonna order the funniest thing possible from Erewhon, which was you know Classic some fr- TJ move. some fried chicken, some mac and cheese, and some and some buffalo cauliflower. So you, so, you, so, so you did Gladys Knight's Southern Feast, but yeah, I got the Obama special from Roscoe's, but at Erewhon. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the 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 the. So you had so hold on you had fried chicken and buffalo cauliflower in the same meal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had I, I got the the protein and two sides combo. Bay definitely got the the kelp noodle pad thai. She got the mm, the kale and bean classic. salad which we had on the side. So don't worry. I was the also kale, my The kale the kale and white bean the kale and white bean salad with the avocado Jason. Could you recreate that for me cuz that's something I really like. Yeah, that's very easy to recreate. It's almost too easy. I love it. It's almost boring. I like that. I, it is I, a good well, salad. I'm a boring cat when it comes to food, as you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have the palate of Brittany. <laughs> make it good. Um, <laughs> can you make it gooder, though? So I like my food to be gooder, but did you? So, so you had this. You had this. You had this disgusting Erewhon meal that yeah, is yeah, like yeah. cursed, and then you top it off with a little everything bagel so ice cream. We're, so we're eating. We're eating in the car. Oh. Um, we found a nice spot in the shade. Afterwards, we're like, mm, "Me want desserty," and then <laughs> uh, I was like, "Wait a minute, we're already in Calabasas, and it just happened that that was the day of the drop. Shit. It was it was ice cream drop day. Damn, so God intervened. We called that a mitzvah where I'm from. God came in TJ. and he said, "Let's go pull Damn. up," and we went to the we went to the Jenny's ice cream in Calabasas, right next door to the Sephora, the Barnes and Noble. Mm. I think it was a a, Caru- a Caruso establishment. So yeah, it was a nice little outdoor we love, mall. Sh- shout out to the Caruso, shout out to the Caruso family. And the Jenny's had absolutely zero people in line. I walked up, contactless payment. Yeah, I'm just like, let me. Jason, get this, you didn't this, you this. didn't walk you didn't walk up, fam. You rocked up. I rocked up to the queue, <laughs> and I absolutely smashed my order. And then, you know, you just wave your phone on some little thing and boom, like there's no receipt, there's no signature, there's no, do you want to leave a tip? You literally just like boom and it's done. They hand you your shit. It was, it was very good contactless payment system over there at Jenny's, but. Okay. Okay. You fucking COVID dork. How was the ice cream? I, I'm I'm excited for you to try it. We definitely have a lot left over for you to get a cone I, or Well, you or know, it's cup. funny that you, it, it's funny that you tried it yesterday because I, I told you the story in, in the group chat, but. I was sitting on Larchmont yesterday morning and I saw this dad and his daughter and they they were like walking kind of fast. I mean, a little like the daughter was like a, a toddler. I, you know, I, I don't think about it again. And then I look over and the dad is standing there and he's licking a cone. It's mm. 9 a.m. First of all, <laughs> li- licking a cone. And he just says to no one, wow, it really does taste just like an everything bagel. <laughs> and I was like, the what? man, the man is not wrong, Chris. The the man is not wrong, but but I mean I, it was just funny because then you said you got it, but your review is what? Well, don't worry, Chris. We're gonna get to that eventually. But I, I think one reason why you overheard this conversation and why you saw him eating ice cream so early in the day was if you pay attention to Jenny's Splendid Ice Creams uh, social media profile, which is just a funny name that it's in their actual business name to be called. Jenny's Splendid. It's uh, such a dandy little name. That's that's definitely for LLC purposes. Please say the Splendid. Yesterday, they did a, a marketing campaign promo day for the Everything oh, Bagel, which was oh. hashtag ice cream for breakfast. 
Oh wow! So this so this fifty year old rich guy that lives on Larchmont mm-hmm. like has nothing better to do than participate in a Jenny's promotion. <sighs> that's right, Chris. This is what this is why you don't have kids. I mean, that sounds like a nightmare. The kid didn't seem as interested as he did, to be honest. <laughs> Okay. Well, we can use our kids as an excuse to exactly, do something yeah. absolutely not. Hey, which honey, is honey, I know it's Saturday and like they're doing a promotion, so I'm going to take her down there if you don't mind. If you could just <laughs> stay here, <laughs> that's definitely the vibe. So, um, I gotta say, it really does. You know, a, a lot of people were like, "What's you know, give me the vibe, give me the rundown," and everyone that I talked to had the same thought, and I'm kind of the same as well. And I might dive deeper in and and do you know a hot fifteen hundo on the Substack about this to really get into the philosophical implications of the everything bagel ice cream. But <laughs> yeah, please save that for what, the Substack because yeah. I don't care. So if you could just save that <laughs> for for TJ Hive, please, please save that. Mm-hmm. But give me a give me the top down view. I couldn't give me help a quick but wonder overview. in a way. Um, yeah, <laughs> the. Uh, it, it you know it, it, the base of the ice cream is cream cheese flavored ice cream so the ice cream itself yeah. does taste like cream cheese in a in a naughty incorrect confusing but ultimately delicious way it does play tricks with your mind how you're eating something that tastes exactly like it's what what it's supposed to take taste like but in a completely different way than you're ever used to yeah so that's that's why I wanted to maybe write something about it because it's like it's very rare where we eat these food items and it's usually in some type of like molecular gastronomy Michelin restaurant where you're like oh it's a thing that looks like this but it tastes like this and it plays with your senses and you know that type of thing is is what we're all chasing like how can I eat something or taste something that I've never had before it's a feeling that we don't really experience too much anymore but you know it, it's it is cream cheese ice cream with chunks of garlic and onion and poppy seeds and all the things that are in an everything bagel just just mixed in there and there's a little bit of saltiness there's a little bit of sweetness and you're eating ice cream that tastes like garlic and my question to you is jason Mm -hmm. you put a pint of jenny's bramble in front of me and i could take down the whole pint you know that's right Mm mm-hmm everything bagel ice cream is it two bites and you're like all right i'm set or is it like i'm gonna eat this until i'm sick it's door number one for me we were not able to even two people were not able to even have half of it you know we probably ate a quarter of that pint so basically jenny's is gonna make a little baggioli off this and a lot of that is 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 it's all just the the hype and trying it no one's actually enjoying enough to finish it It, it's more of a i have to try this because it's so twisted and then you try it you give an opinion on it to your friends your loved ones your coworkers, your group chat and then it sits in the freezer at first glance yes that is correct it's going to be something that people consume for novelty sake more than it is just a delicious undeniable product that we're going to love forever but to play devil's advocate you could say that same thing about a lot of foods initially and then after a while they become ingrained in our society true and they end up being something that we love you know like so many weird flavors like you know, pickles or something like that. Like the first time somebody ate a pickle, they're like, what the fuck? This tastes, why does this cucumber taste like vinegar? It's fucking nasty and weird. hundred years later, people are obsessed with it. I know. I mean, look, I mean, we eat all Could be a of little bit stuff. of that at first. Um, we'll see. But also, you know, we're in, we're in COVID. We're in quarantine. 
you know, this is like a, a family-friendly activity that we can all be a part of and everyone can be like, oh, we got a pint, we're all going to sit around and try it and it's going to be like a fun activity for us for the next half an hour like there's that's how that that's how on. bad that's how bad times are is that the thing to do <laughs> is to try a food and talk about it that is really no offense to the chef community um but you know i guess i guess i wish i could say none taken but i can't. i guess we're going to talk about fucking britney spears or we're going to talk about everything bagel ice cream because i mean we're you know <laughs> I, I i this is this is why we podcast i guess Chris, i could we can get more into pet adoption if you'd like I would really. I, I'm going to jump out this window if you bring up pet adoption <laughs> just, one more time. <laughs> no, but I, I do think about that. I, it's not something that I'm probably ever going to buy another pint of. But eating it, I, you know, I'm very curious to eat more of it. Will I get stoned at some point and have another scoop of it? Yes. Will it be funny? Will I want to give it to my friends when they come over and see what they think about it? Yes. Will that all be fascinating? Yes. 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 It's working. It's a, it's. I mean, as far as Ginny's bottom line goes, it's mm-hmm. a success already. It's a, it's a great marketing idea. It's it's definitely working. It's perfect timing. You know, kudos all around. But I think the main takeaway that I that I'm that I will be thinking more so in the future about is like kudos to you, Jenny's, for making a food that really does play with the senses in a way that is exciting. And that is rare nowadays. Like it was mm. reminding me of the first time I ever went to Twa Mech, the, yeah, yeah. the restaurant here in LA, which is closed down. I went there for like a birthday dinner or something like that. And it was, it's like a tasting menu. Like here's 10 different plates. The first, the, the first thing you did, the first thing you did was complain about the price. And then you were like, all right, I guess we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, I'm happy, I'm happy to pay for that. You know, one thing I don't complain about is prices of food that I, or a restaurant that I really want to go to. I will be judgmental if the value proposition is not in line with, you know, my pleasure senses. But if I eat a truly dazzling meal that was expensive, I am more than happy to pay for that money because that's something that I care about more so than most things in life. But I was—I remember eating this dish, which was basically a, a play on uh, prosciutto and melon. You've had that before, right, Chris? No, you never had that. No, I don't eat prosciutto. What you think I was? You think I was? Th- you think I was thirteen in the suburbs of Atlanta having prosciutto and melon? <laughs> like, okay, well, you've heard of that before, right? Of course, yeah. No, of course, of course. Okay, so you know, at the time when it first came out. It's probably a really fucking weird thing, right? It was Yeah, it was yeah, like, no, I mean it's still it's still even though I know it's <clears throat> it's wildly popular, it still sounds weird even when you say it. Sounds bizarre. Some some cured ham slices that are wrapped around a piece of, you know, cantaloupe that you would eat as a little kid when you're playing by the pool or something like that. Why would those two things go together? It's mush on mush, it's salty, it's sweet, it's so bizarre, but now when you think about it with like you know molecular gastronomy and and food pairings and salt fat acid heat shit in the narrative it makes more sense but so at the time that's an example of like everything bagel ice cream where it's like this is fucking weird but now it's a normal thing and and i thought it was weird yeah. that you haven't had it so at Twamek they had a dish where there was a play on that where they made like a sorbet like a like an icy non-dairy sorbet oh damn that's wild that's but wild. the sorbet was was like a spicy chorizo flavor it was like chorizo flavored sorbet which is really really fucking weird so it was like you know that's going to be the flavor of the ham and then the prosciutto 
was in some other different form and it was like wet and crunchy and it was almost like a weird like chorizo gazpacho type of thing the whole thing was really 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 bizarre but then you ate it and you're like wow this is so fucking weird shit hits. playing with my senses down is up up is down the thing that's supposed to be crunchy is wet the thing that's supposed to be sweet is salty you know and those are those moments where if you're like a food lover if you think you've tasted everything under the sun when you have a sensation like that and it actually works and it's not disgusting to you it's it's absolutely titillating to the palate and you know good job good job jenny's wow jason i can tell this is in your pleasure zone Mm -hmm. talking about food with somebody who doesn't like food it is my pleasure zone well, no, no, no. I, I actually, the Everything Bagel Ice Cream has been fascinating to me as well from a marketing standpoint as hashtag ad age. Um, well, <laughs> and as we prepare mm-hmm. for the, as we prepare for the Super Bowl, you know, this is, this is not only the Super Bowl for football, but also a Super Bowl for advertising. So this kind of, you know, I understand. Oh yeah. This is where the big guns come out to play. And it, I was thinking earlier that we should have, you know, recorded this episode after we watched the Super Bowl, but it's, it's just not going to work out for the sketch. So if you're listening to this and you're like, why aren't Chris and Jason talking about, you know, when the freaking drone strike happened at halftime or Something like that. It's because we're recording this at nine in the morning, and the weekend performance could feel like a drone strike, depending on how crazy he goes, you know. But I do think the weekend I've seen live many times. I know you don't like him, Mm -hmm. um, but he's pretty boring live. Um, Yeah, no shit. So I I mean, I love those songs, but he's pretty boring live. So I wonder what he's going to be able to do. He's also saying he's also boring recorded. Okay, bitch. Um, he, he okay. Go, do another twenty minutes about Twa Mech, please. Uh, but the the um, the the the, uh, the, um, the the he's also I think he's saying like no guests, which seems like a egotistical maybe mistake move because like twenty minutes at the Super Bowl the like is just seems like you if you're the weekend or if you're any I don't think anyone's never not like not had guests. Yeah, like why would you not f- flex? Like bring Drake well, out. I mean, in in modern times, nobody has performed without bringing out a secret guest. I mean, it used to happen all the time. Yeah, but the, the weekend ain't Prince, bro. Uh, you know, I it's know. like no one. No, I mean, you know, I. But I'm I'm interested to watch it. Um, it is a foolish move to not have guests because you know to have Ari. Do you think he's bluffing? Do you think it's a fake? And and Ariana is going to come out and sing, "Love You Harder." No, I wish, but I think I think the weekend's on his fuck y'all tip because he got you know snubbed by the grammy so i think he took that as like mm-hmm. i'm gonna show i'm gonna show you which is probably just not in his best interest even though the grammy snub is unbelievable like i don't think this is right i just i don't think you're gonna prove anything by performing alone instead of having ariana grande come out you know so so he's of the mindset of like you guys snub me i'm gonna show you how it's done no features and i will i will absolutely yes. rip this super bowl performance yeah. solo yeah He's about to J. Cole this shit. We know how that ends. Maybe The Weeknd is the perfect musical guest for uh, a somber year that feels odd to celebrate. You know what I mean? Like in a normal time when, you know, life is good, we're all drunk and hanging out with our friends and partying and the economy is stable and we are, you know, happy enough with our president in the office and there's no global pandemic. I want to see Let's Get Retarded in Here performed by the Black Eyed Peas, even though I hate the Black Eyed Peas. That's I want to see a spectacle, a celebration, and confetti and partying and people going absolutely ham. So you're saying this this weekend's um, Max Martin penned 
drug jams are more appropriate for 2021 than the beloved BEP. Yeah, I'm saying that this Super Bowl for this year is going to be more of a funeral procession than a mm. celebration of life and sport. It's a funeral. Every day is a funeral for my haters, so I kind of understand where you're coming from. That's right. So it's just, you know, like you shouldn't wear a Hawaiian shirt to a funeral and you shouldn't have somebody who makes happy, fun, and good music perform at the Super Bowl for the year that not much happiness was going on. Do you think Megan Trainer just wasn't available? And so they went with the, the weekend instead, or do you, who do you think the who do you think the short list was? I think I, mean, I think CBS said until Megan gets a trainer, we're not going to give her oh, any screen time. Yeah, yeah, I went there. I love it. Well, she's pregnant, so that's me. I don't think I Megan Trainer's really in the you know in the zeitgeist of modern music and entertainment right maybe now. Maybe for you, know, you maybe for been, people with with ears that don't work. But um, I mean, obviously she's been releasing heat, but I don't know if she's been <laughs> you know in the forefront of the spotlight the last couple no, of years but i mean so big it enough makes to me play think the super bowl i do think charlie puth turned it down um i think it was probably puth chain smokers megan trainer weekend <laughs> who do you i mean who should have played the super bowl this year then or do you think that the weekend is a great choice i i still don't really understand the weekend is a choice i mean i think the weekend's a superstar and his songs chart very high you know he's he's he, he Obviously, he's very successful. Mm-hmm. He's very big, but I just don't. I don't think he's like a household name in the way you kind of need to be to be successful at the Super Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. He's not Justin Timberlake. He's not Prince. He's not Whitney Houston. He's not. You know what I mean? I. I mean, maybe he is. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm just. My, my view is skewed. But I don't know. I think maybe this year it should have been maybe a little more comfort food. Okay. Some. Some. Something that we're that we're used to sucking down. Yeah, like the Rolling Stones. You know what I mean? Not. Not actually the Rolling Stones, but like you know, like. Like the Foo Fighters, the Foo Fighters would have been a great choice this year, and I don't. Honestly, like the Foo Fighters. On, honestly, you're right; they would have been. Okay, and, and here's I here's hate, who are some that. other people that I I just googled popular artists 2020. Here's who I think could have been a better choice: Foo Fighters, number one, number two, Blackpink. That would have been great for Asian representation absolutely, in the NFL. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Why not? Because you're, well, no I one, mean, you don't really know much about Blackpink, Chris. I don't know if Blackpink can even do 20 minutes. <laughs> they can do 20 minutes and they're dancing. The choreo is on point. They are snatching wigs. You know what? You know what the weekend's <laughs> choreo is? Oh, move body here. Oh. Uh, rap I don't. Bandage, you're, you're adjust facial bandage. You think going to have the bandages, hatred? or do you think he's going to have the the fake plastic surgery? I do hate the bandages and the fake plastic surgery. Don't get it twisted. I do not stand with the weekend on that. Okay, who, here's who else would have done a great job. Alicia Keys. Get, get up on that piano. We need some triumphant music. We need to... I think she's already done that. Hasn't she already done the Super Bowl? I don't fucking know. Um, okay, here's who else. Charlie XCX does a Sophie tribute. Mm, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that would also... go real well with middle America, with Chiefs fans. They really love Charlie okay. XCX. Miley Cyrus comes out. We got, okay, we got now Malibu. We're now we're cooking with gas. If Molly comes out, I'm, I'm on board. You already know. Okay, here's another one. The Killers. Killers would have done a pretty good job, if you ask me. <sighs> Jason, of course I agree with you on that. America's greatest rock band. Fuck the Foo Fighters. Okay, here's another one. For the older heads, you know, uh, a, a pill to swallow that we're all used to. And it had a big moment thanks to TikTok and our Native American friend who is skateboarding while drinking cranberry juice. Fleetwood Mac <laughs> comes out. 
<laughs> no, Fleetwood Mac is that that's top tier Super Bowl. Fleetwood Mac and I mean, comes out and does the song from TikTok. Yeah. Oh, Everyone would be like, damn, this song rules. Thunder only happens, you know, dreams, man. They have to bring out the guy. They have to bring out the skateboard guy and he has to he has to like parachute in and and drink cranberry juice on stage with them for them to be relevant in twenty twenty. Sadly, okay. twenty twenty one. Here's another one. We already got accustomed to her through her work on stage and screen, as well mm-hmm. as the inauguration mm-hmm. ceremony, Lady Gaga would have been a much better choice. Oh, I mean, Gaga Gaga is a... She's done it too, Jason. She's a, she's big. She's very big right now. She's already done it. <laughs> she's already done it? Okay, we'll strike her from the list. All right. Uh, Harry Styles, too gay. Taylor Swift. No, no, uh, no. Um, Harry... Yeah. Lady okay, Gaga another did the one. Super what Bowl about, what not about, that long ago. What about MC Eminem? Mm. he's already done he, it hasn't he uh no but he feels like he would because he like is a football fan like the look of him um, he would have been he would have been a, a, a wise fit for this more so than the weekend i i disagree with you i think eminem's relevancy is unfortunately faded 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 in in oh yeah for sure for sure but that i mean but if i was down by if i was down by 21 at the half and I'm start, I'm kind of nursing my I got a I got I got a bad hit on the second quarter, and you lose yourself live comes on. Good point. It's going to give me the drive that I need to get her done. Well, it might unfortunately get me so amped up that I headbutt the wall or something before I come out of the tunnel, and then I'm I'm able to perform my duties. Mm-hmm. Or it gets me so inspired that I actually just go into the booth in the locker room and start recording my own verse instead of playing the game so it could it could work it could work actually against the opposing teams but shout out to tom brazy um <laughs> tom do not say tom brazy tom brazy what truly shout out to Dizzy samara shout out to tom brazy but one of the worst people like i really he's really unlikable and seems like an insane person but i appreciate his physicality and that he spends you know a million dollars a year to look like a mediocre white man um <laughs> <laughs> but he is the greatest. I guess he is the greatest quarterback of all time, which is yeah, you know. really cool, really cool thing to do. I'm, I'm more of an Aaron Rodgers fan. We all know that. Yeah, we all know that. But Chris, here's here's try this on for size. This is uh this is a last minute overtime onside kick offering to the yeah, greatest yeah. idea for a 2021 yes. Super Bowl live performance. Yes, this is going to be a little something for everyone. Something for young, old. All, you know, rockers, rappers, everything. Tame Impala featuring Rihanna. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Linkin Park. <laughs> Linkin Park with who singing? I don't know. They can get anybody. Like, who cares, dude? Jay-Z. I don't know. That's what, you no, know. No, Linkin like Park that. and Travis Scott. Now that would be a Damn. Now that's a, that's a fucking movie. That's that, Damn, don't give that away on this podcast. That, but that's if we had Tame Impala, you know, Tame Impala, since Coachella got canceled, they didn't know what to do with themselves this year since they damn. headline Coachella every year. So that's true. They come out, they do their, they do their collab song, but then they also, you know, everyone's loving the re- revisionist history of anti Rihanna's greatest album. So they, they yes. do three songs from anti. They do the three idea. big Tame As Impala her backing songs. Band. So Tame Impala is the backing band for it's Rihanna. A, it's a, it's a racial coming together yeah, no, of musical genres. The ro- what's up rockers, the rockers and the fools come together and they link and they build. <laughs> This is this is actually a pretty good idea, and and I mean, does Kevin Parker live in L.A. or is he in New Zealand or whatever? He's probably got a house in both of those places, Chris. <laughs> 
I reside. I reside in both countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, luckily, I mean, look, Australia and New Zealand are COVID free too, so that's cool. I know. Tame Impala featuring Rihanna's Super Bowl halftime show because Coachella's canceled is one of your better ideas. I know. And it's a shame that I'm just here podcasting in my guest bedroom and not working for LiveNation.com, but hey. Or LiveNation.au well, in this, in this, this situation. Guy, this guy, Michael Rapino, has boosted my ego. Um, well, I... I <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, touring is never going to come back. Musicians need to find new revenue streams. So I guess all they have now is sports because America refuses to – like COVID doesn't exist if it involves sports. You said touring is never going to come back, Chris? What do you think no, about the kidding. weekend booking an entire tour next year? I mean, the weekend 2022, I mean – I said this to you, though. I, I, I can't imagine buying tickets or planning in advance for something like that. Like, I just think yeah. that's insane. But I also think that they're playing on the fact that people, like, need something to look forward to. So it's smart. People definitely need something to look forward to. And if they can't book a vac, I mean, I guess they can book a vacation now if they're going to. Well, luckily, I have I have whipping your ass in tennis in Glendale on my vision board uh, and as something to look forward to. And, and honestly, just a few hours. I hope I win today. You know, when we played the other day. I was a little distracted with my with my uh, cell phone. So I'm, I'm. But Sundays, I'm gonna lock in. When are you not distracted by your cell phone when we play tennis, Chris? That's the only reason why I keep beating you. <laughs> because You're, every you might- every after every set. We're we're on that phone, aren't we? We're doing deals. We're taking. We're you're you're always taking a Zoom call. To be fair, we split the last round. You know why I'm on my phone, Jason? Is because somebody has to make us money. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of that's kind of what it is. That's kind of how it works. You know, mm-hmm. the art of the deal does not stop at um in between sets, does it? It doesn't. Why well, need you wa- were you were busy getting the getting the L.A. whip sorted out, weren't you, Chris? I was, yeah, which has been a a true journey for for your boy but i am i'm i'm picking it up this week we are sorted we're sorted out now Yeah, we're sorted out now it was it was a long journey and and unfortunately i was i was forced by powers beyond my control to switch teams how long ago i'm not gay i'm not gay baiting i'm saying that i had to go from uh mercedes to bmw okay you went from a bottom to a top. Welcome to the ultimate driving machine, Chris. I'm not. I'm. I'm not that happy about it, but it is a brand. One new... cars for show. One cars for go. You picked the right team. It's, it's, it's a. It's a brand new uh, 2021 X5 mm. black Ooh. black on black. So I feel like I made the right decision. I, and you know, I'm not really an SUV guy, but I kind of just. I kind of just went for it. I like it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to be king of the road now. You're going to feel you're going to be a few inches up higher than you were before. Yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a little bit harder to park because I'm sure you know every even it does it for a brand you. new Kia has it does it for you. You got all the backup yeah. cameras, the side cameras, the 3D satellite view. You're going to be just fine. Don't worry. And you're going to be able to fill the back of that X5 up with all of your gear and go camping in Joshua Tree in the weekend. It's going to be a snap. exactly. Well, what I what I asked all the, the dogs, all the kids can get in there. What I asked the lease broker also like. Like he was giving me all these details. I'm like, I don't care about this shit. Does it have Apple CarPlay available? <laughs> he was like, Yeah, bro. Yeah, it has Apple CarPlay available. I'm like, I don't need it to beep when I change lanes. I just need to know that it has Apple CarPlay and not some stupid BMW interface, you know? And he's like, Yeah, bro. Um, every Ford Focus has that starting <laughs> yeah, yeah. in 2013. So I think you will be good <laughs> with this eighty thousand dollar car. But it's it's fun. I get to take I get I get to take a little road trip to Orange County to pick it up because they because of cursed COVID they don't have a lot of porters to deliver it. So okay, so you're gonna you're gonna you're going down to Bur- uh, Buena Park. Is that what it was? Yeah, 
Brandon Park BMW. Haven't checked out the location. It's no Fletcher Jones in Newport, of course, but you know. We'll no, see. but I think they. I think they might have to be. I think they might be picking it up from Fletcher Jones. Actually, I think it's a. <sighs> I. I, I uh, it, you know, I try. I tr- it's a COVID miracle. It's a COVID miracle. I try not to pay attention. All I know is that I, I, I had to look for a car for three weeks. I never want to do it again. I hate cars, and I'm happy to have one that's going to be nice and run well and look pretty good. And um, I will not be adding the 22-inch Daytons. I will not be tinting the windows. Mm-hmm. Um, I will not be adding the exhaust or the NOS. Uh, I, well, it's a, it's a lease. It's it's foolish to go aftermarket on the lease. Good point, Jason. Great point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, but it does free up some cash. You know, maybe I'll just buy a vintage car as well. You know, just to have a. You got a grocery getter, and you got a, something for the weekend when you pull up to Courage. Ooh, check out this vintage no, piece. No, if I'm pulling up to Courage, anything vintage, I'm borrowing yours. I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to deal with that headache. Well, I can't wait to. In just two hours, play tennis against you, let you win, and then we're going to really just carb load, aren't we? I got some ribs that are uh, covered in in mustard and, and my dry rub. Oh, I didn't know you were – well, if you're making ribs, I can just order sweet green. It's fine. No, 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 no. The, the, the only thing I'm cooking is some ribs. I just got that as an impulse buy when I was at Whole Foods. You know, I'll just cook them up on the side. But we're, you know, we're going to pull up. We're going to get some Burger Lords. I'm going to order some Natty Wine. I'm going to get some thoughtful IPAs. We're going to get some tofu burritos. It's going to be a movie, Chris. Don't worry. I can't wait to leave it all on the court. Um, you know, but, but thank you. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of How Long Gone. Um, we, we will, we were, we're back with, with a few great guests this week. One, yeah. one guest that's a member of the How Long Gone family and one guest that just put out an, an incredible album that we've all been rinsing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll leave that, we'll leave that guessing up to you. Um, yeah, one thank of you the, you- one of the two guests let me use their verizon login so that we can watch the super bowl today on my samsung smart tv (laughs) which one is it you'll have to tune in next week to find out uh thank you to phoebe bridgers for smashing guitar last night on snl Mm -hmm. um thank you to los angeles for having beautiful beautiful weather um thank you to thank you to noah my lease broker for securing the car so i can get to and from uh the tennis court Mm -hmm. um Thank you to Jenny's Splendid Ice Cream for yeah, twisting my mind. And thank you for the weekend, for doing a bad job in about five hours <laughs> and making the rest of the world, you know, maybe turn on him just like I've turned on him. Yeah, well, you know, we, we can't win everything. Shout out to my, all my Canadians, though. Big hive. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Also, stay tuned. Um, we, we will be uh, the, the long-awaited How Long Gone Snap Chilled Cold Brew mm. uh, collaboration with Tinker, Tinker Coffee. has It is finished. Uh, six packs are going out to our VIPs. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be available at Burger Lords in LA, um, but you can stay tuned on social media for more of that. Um, and uh, yeah, if you haven't yet and you're in New York, go pick up an, uh, an issue of the, of the Drunken Canal. Our reign on print media continues. Shout-outs to Blackbird's spy plane for side busting our ideas <laughs> yeah and doing a good job at it um, doing a good job at that shout out to jonah the only thing i like in northern california um <laughs> and uh i think that's i think that's it for today jason what do you think bud i think that's it i hope everyone has a splendid week and we will see you guys uh, on wednesday bye-bye bye ladies and gentlemen see ya <laughs>